Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now, 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Dayton Abbott with you. This is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Uh, we're going to head out straight off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. A reminder, they've got Cheap Trick taking the stage uh, the River Cree on August the 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Uh, right now, uh, Maple Leafs fans are saying, uh, I want you to want me to one uh, Mitch Marner. One thing that needs to be uh, stated point blank is that uh, the Leafs, in my opinion, have done a pretty good job navigating a very difficult uh, situation cap-wise. They're not done yet. they still got to get Mitch Marner signed. Uh, this guy, via Kamloops, has been in Toronto for the last several years, uh, wrote for the Globe and Mail for a number of years, and uh, now heads up the Athletic for Canada. It's been uh, the Athletic over the course, I'd say, the last three years has probably been the biggest game changer for uh, journalism in this country. James Myrtle joining us right now. James, how are you? I'm good, Bob. Thanks for the plug. Now, is that a is that a like how many uh, how many subscribers in Canada do you guys now have to the uh, to the Athletic? A lot. <laughs> you don't, you don't, not a, it, that's not a public number. Uh, oh, it's not a public it, number. No, it's increasing uh, rapidly, though. Okay, yes. Uh, so it's a it's a paid for subscription. And one thing about it is, you guys don't do any, uh, th- to my knowledge, at least as of this morning, there's uh, no actual advertising that takes place on any of the respective sites. Is that correct? No, and no advertising on the videos or the podcasts that we're doing. Or no, that's been kind of the part of the ethos of the site is that. The subscribers carry the freight and, and pay the bills, and right. so far it's worked out pretty well okay. for us. But you will not tell us how many subscribers there are. Okay, well, there you I'm go. I'm not permitted to by the corporate overlords, so they Which are based who in knows what. How, all right, uh, how many writers? I, I know that you've got uh, uh, in Edmonton, Daniel Nugent Bowman. We see him down quite a bit. Uh, Jonathan Willis and uh, Alan Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide. Uh, so you got sort of three main guys out of Edmonton here. How many across the country do you have right now? We have, do a quick count in my head, we have over 30 in, in Canada, you know, including okay. including some of our freelancers. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a big team, and we're going to be adding to it again this summer. And, you know, we're trying to, in a lot of markets, replace, you know, the cutbacks that the newspapers have had. And, you know, as someone who worked at the Gold Mail for 12 years and, and saw the, the section kind of whittle, wither away, I mean, it's nice to see it. It, it come back like this in a different form. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, for people that want to uh, subscribe to your service, how do they uh, do that? We'll take care of that right from the get-go here. 
Theathletic.com. That's where you want to go. And, you know, you can sign up for a free trial. You can see what we're about. The other thing that's really neat about what we do is is the app that we've got. So, you know, if you go to the App Store on your phone and just type in The Athletic and download it, it's free for your first couple of reads, and you can decide if you like what you see or not. Well, James, I am accused often of being really cheap uh, when it comes to certain things. The only thing that I have a current subscription for I guess other than my cable and the NHL, uh, uh, you know, the, the TV package of the NHL now is is the athletic. So it's about for me, it's about fifty bucks a year, and I don't even get a good guy deal. And James, I get a good guy deal on everything that I do, but I don't get a good guy deal. So, all right, let's get to it here. Uh, and I and I meant what I said. We just had Elliot Freeman on, James. Uh, the Maple Leafs, and they're not out of the woods yet, but it looks like they're darn close to out of the woods here. Um, frankly, I'm stunned personally, that uh, they got anybody to take Nikita Zaitsev. Um, was it, and it, I've talked to multiple teams about the acquisition, uh, you know, what, for from Carolina's perspective, the acquisition to take that contract um, for Patrick Marlowe. And that's where I want to start. Are you surprised? Because most of the teams out there actually say Carolina overpaid in terms of real dollar amount for a first-round pick. So on that note, just your thoughts, first of all, on the fact that they were able to get rid of Zaitsev and get rid of Patrick Marlowe, neither of whom, if I'm not mistaken, reading your material, wanted to remain in Toronto. No, and and the management team didn't want to retain them either because their contracts were ten point seven five on the cap. Like, can you the Leafs cap situation is still tight as it is right now? Can you imagine how tight it would be if they still had to keep Zaitsev or, or Marlowe? I mean, they would be they would have to shed a good player in order to you know fit in what they're trying to do on the blue line. So, you know, it, they're very very fortunate that they were able to kind of thread the needle this off season and not only shed those bad contracts but also improved the blue line and with some of the other trades they were able to make so you know it was it, it, it I, I from the least perspective the first round pick was a lot to get rid of Marlowe I thought that the, potentially there could be I don't know I thought potentially there could be a, a creative workaround or maybe they take back a bad contract maybe they take back someone like Gabrick from Ottawa and you put that on LTIR and that offsets some of the money or it just felt like there had to be some kind of a, an out it was easier than that than giving up your first round pick, uh, but that was the, the best offer that they could get. Well, and a lot of people will tell you two point seven five million. That's the cost for a first rounder, and they they went above. So they went like three point eight five at the end of the day. Uh, Zaitsev and it included Connor Brown. Uh, they got back Cody CC. I'm not a big Cody CC guy, uh, and you know. At first, I thought, well, okay, he'll be a part of things. He's a right shot moving forward. But then they went ahead and they did this Tyson Berry trade, a rare deal which appears to have helped both teams. James, yeah, I know Colorado is really excited about it. I mean, it, it, you know, going in there and watching the Avalanche last season, it was clear that that team was getting close to where they needed to be to yeah. contend, but they just didn't have enough forward depth. You know, they had that one powerhouse line that would scare you every time it was on the ice, and then there just wasn't a, a lot else out there when the lines two through four were there and Kadri really changes the equation for them and you know some of their young guys are coming along as well I mean Kale McCarr is going to be really interesting to watch and you know I think that that could be a team that that surprises if they get the goaltending from Grubauer next year so I know the Avalanche are really excited about it and the Leafs you know they they got Colorado to retain half of Barry's deal so you get Tyson Barry basically a you know, a top pair D who can quarterback your top power play. And he's only making 2.75 on the cap. And that was a really big part of what made this trade happen. 
Now, in fairness, did they not pay Kadri's bonus July 1st, the Leafs? Was that part and parcel of what happened there? Yes, but for Toronto, that's kind of inconsequential. They paid Zaitsev's bonus. They paid, you know, they paid um, Brown's bonus. They'll, they'll, they last year they paid Matt Martin's bonus. So they'll, they'll do this again and again and again. And I wonder if, you know, on July one or July two every year, the Leafs are going to be able. That's when they're going to be able to make these trades because they're going to have a lot of their players are going to have these bonuses and they're going to be easier to move after that point. Yeah, we're joined right now by James Myrtle from The Athletic. So the Maple Leafs, uh, I, and I think they keep Barry over CC moving forward for a year. That's that's my own impression. I just, I mean, Tyson Barry's been a top, you know, top seven scorer in the league from uh, the back end for the last two years. Now, he's going to command a pretty price. Um, but all this happens, and we haven't even mentioned the fact that a couple of secondary targets that might have made sense, even for a team ad like Edmonton, Casperi uh, Kapanen, uh, Andreas Janssen, those guys get their deals done as well. And so Toronto, again, I not to kiss, you know what, Leafs butt here, but I, I think that the Leafs organization did a good job there. I mean, they got those guys done. They didn't, they didn't have one of those guys squeeze out. So now, in your opinion, when you factor in Horton's LTIR, is there enough there for Toronto to, uh, to end up in a situation where they can get Mitch Marner signed here to uh, at least, a, I don't know, five-year deal maybe? So they got 10.7 is my calculation for what they've got under the cap. And that's only a 21-man roster. So that's going to mean you're not bringing a lot of extra bodies with you on the road uh, when you travel. Um, you know, the Leafs and assistant GM, Brandon, Brandon Britton's a pretty good capologist. So he's good at kind of sending guys up and down to the farm over and over and over again and saving some money that way. But they're going to be tight all year, and they're going to try really hard they are trying really hard to get Marner at a lower number because, you know, if they, you know, let's say an offer sheet comes in at 11 and they have to pay that number, somebody else is going to have to go. I don't think they're going to be able to fit that in. So that's that's kind of where they live right now. They need idea in an ideal world to get Marner signed in the 9 to 10 range and then they're going to be fine. And if they can't, things get complicated again. You know what helps them and frankly helps a team like Winnipeg and San Jose is that their farm teams are right in their cities. Yeah. And so that allows you to move guys, yard guys up and down a lot easier. I mean, San Jose a number of years ago led the NHL in uh, in player moves between the American Hockey League and, and the NHL. That's when their farm team was in Worcester. So the fact that it's right there in Toronto keeps that number down as well. You don't expect any issues? Do you, do you think there could be an offer sheet coming in on uh, Marner? I don't know. I mean, you look at Twitter today and there's lots of speculation. I haven't heard anything personally that I consider to be reliable on that so I don't like so the period open was I think it was June 26 where you could talk to the RFAs and then July 1 you can sign an offer sheet why didn't it happen then like well what's the hold up why is it taking uh, you know like the AHO one made sense when it happened and then now we're we're sitting and waiting I, I just I guess maybe some team missed out on, on the player they wanted maybe someone wanted Panarin or something and they're going to get involved now for, for Marner but you look around the league, and there's 10 teams that have 11 million or more in cap space right now that could potentially do this. And a lot of those teams didn't have very good seasons last year. Are you going to, you know, if you offer sheet Mitch Marner for 11 million plus, you got to give up four first round picks as compensation. And some of those could be pretty good picks. So, you know, I, I just, I'm not sure that there is an offer sheet at that number for Mitch Marner out there. What about New Jersey? Yeah, I was I was looking at New Jersey this morning. I think I think it might make sense for the, the problem for them. I mean, they just picked first overall, right? So, 
you, you want to be careful that you're not giving up really high picks if you do that. But I mean, they've added, it, it, but they've added Subban, they've added Simmons, they've added Jack Hughes, uh, they add Marner. Uh, they got a bunch of, you know, Andy Green's expiring this year. They've got uh, Votnin they could trade at some point now that they have Subban and get out of his money to create a little bit more flexibility moving forward. Somebody would give you something for Sammy, you know, Sammy Votnin, and he's been a little bit injured. I'm just looking at, like, New Jersey to me might be, because I, I can't see the Islanders after they did the honors lead deal. That, to me, that takes them out of the mix, James. But New Jersey, New Jersey's got to make a concerted effort to do everything possible because they want to they retain Taylor Hall. And, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you're going to have to pay Hall a lot of money too, right? So, yep. and they took the full freight on Subban's deal at nine and change, I believe he's at. So, you know, yeah, it started adding it up and it's a lot of money for a team that wasn't very good last year. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I mean, New Jersey's obviously they're going bigger on analytics. Their ownership there is is trying to be very new school and progressive. And I think that as we move more in that direction in the NHL in general, there are going to be more offer sheets and there are going to be more of these kind of outside-the-box moves. And I'm surprised that no one's talked about offer sheets, you know, more for, like you look at Braden Point in Tampa and they're really tapped out, capped out, and they're trying to squeeze him in on a bridge deal the way that they did with Kucherov and you know, I don't. The player. So that would the, be a, here's the difference. The player's got to want it too, James. And, well, that's. I, I'm. You said off the top, like they want you to want me with with Marner. I mean, Marner wants to be here. He's from here. He loves it here. He loves playing for the team. And you know, I, I guess credit to his representation for negotiating as hard as they can. But I think deep down, the Leafs know that Marner wants to be here. Right. And that and that he's not going to sign with. I don't think he's going to sign an offer sheet with New Jersey, and that there's only so much leverage there if you truly believe yeah. the player's not going to not going to leave. We had Jerry Johansson on the show, uh, James, on Tuesday, and he you know openly discussed like if you read between the lines of what Jerry was saying, Braden Point's not interested in playing anywhere else other than Tampa Bay. In the case of Aho, given. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I'm pretty sure you saw Tom Dundon with the Maple Leafs brass uh, talk. Dundon alone talked for eight minutes in that conversation Saturday in round three. It was unbelievable. I mean, I was just, so we know who's pulling the strings there for the uh, for the Hurricanes. Uh, and he's got his own ideas as to what players are worth. And that's why that's why the uh, you know sports corporation camp went the route they did with Mark Bergevin. Now, some would say Bergevin went in half pregnant, didn't go for it all. But uh, the Leafs obviously would have no difficulty in matching do you think they'd match anything like if it's no i don't i don't i think if it gets way out of control that that they back out of it so and that's kind of what what kyle dubas has been on the record saying is that they wouldn't necessarily match everything all right i'm going to ask you a fun question it's a friday fun day it's the summer these are the sort of things we do uh one of the themes on today's show which canadian team do you dislike the most now look you're you're working for the athletic it's a national-based publication um I broadcast games for the Oilers. I know we're supposed to hate the Flames. I don't hate the Flames. I don't hate Calgary. Actually, the the, the market I like to have the most fun with is Toronto, uh, partially just because of, you know, the old joke, right, James? How do you change a light bulb in Toronto? You hold it there and have the rest of Canada revolve around it. But on that note, is there a team that is uh, for Maple Leafs fans, which they, they like uh, of the Canadian markets that they like to take the most shots at, in your opinion? Because I think I know the answer. 
Tony, are you going to say Edmonton? I mean, you probably see it in Edmonton, but I, I, I would actually probably say Ottawa. I mean, that, but the problem right now is that Ottawa is so far down at the bottom that it kind of, I think for fans, it feels like punching down a little bit with what's happened with them. But yeah. that's a pretty intense rivalry, and the rivalry with the Habs has been kind of dormant, but I think if they ever have a playoff series, that that's really going to ignite it again. And then the Western Canada rivalries with the Leafs, I mean, honestly, as someone who's from Western Canada and spends a lot of time there and lives here and works in the Leafs media, I feel a lot of that comes in one direction from yep. from the West, Fair so at, at the Leafs, as opposed to the other way. Like, the fans here, I don't think, have a lot of animosity for, like, Canucks fans or Flames fans or whatever. I know I got a little bit of heat because I pretty I said the Leafs would beat Boston around one and they should have uh, if Cadre keeps us cool in that series. I mean they, they lost in seven, you know, and that could have been a. And I know they, the Leafs management said it had nothing to do with him being traded, but the fact of the matter is, uh, Toronto. Just correct me if I'm wrong. Have they gotten out of the first round since uh, the o four o five lockout? <laughs> you know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah so I was like I've covered them a long time now. I've covered them since oh seven oh eight, and haven't haven't covered a second round game with the Leafs. So you know, it's, I don't, it's been I a don't, long wait here for them. I you know what the Oilers have missed the playoffs twelve out of thirteen years. Uh, you know, when you have a passionate fan base, criticism is warranted, and you got to take it. And that's all there is to it. Um, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Toronto's going to get out of the first round next year. They've they've upgraded their. To me, you know, James, it's funny. You don't have to contrary. You don't have to spend ten and a half. Jerry Johansson wouldn't like this if he's driving around Edmonton right now. But Carey Price, you know, ten and a half million dollars. To me, it's not about the. It's the Leafs have done what they needed to do. They've upgraded their defense. I know Jake Gardner was a bit of a lightning rod, but the the right side of the defense now. You got two guys that can move the puck between CC and Barry. Uh, Muzzin Stellar, obviously a left shot, and uh, Morgan Riley had a tremendous year last year. Like Toronto's top four is pretty good, and it's a new age top four. And I think the Maple Leafs are going to, you're you're going to get that second round next year. That's the sense I get. I just I think they've kept all their forwards unless something crazy happens here and they lose Marner, minor minor downgrade third line center for now. But I think Toronto's in a pretty good position. Do you agree or disagree that they've upgraded? Yeah, I mean I, their team is as good or better than it was last year, and right. You know, the D that they moved out are Hainsey and, and Zaitsev, who have mobility issues and have issues moving the puck. And that's the number one thing they want to do address in addition to opening up the cap space. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I like their team. And they also, you know, you got Jason Spezza coming in on a league minimum deal. And I know he's going to be on the fourth line center, but all of a sudden the fourth line isn't Freddie Goche and Par Lindholm and guys that can't produce any offense at all. All of a sudden they're going to be able to get some juice out of that. So they got a little bit more forward depth. They got more of a puck-moving defense, and they're going to take another run in it while keeping all their young guys, as long as uh, Marner agrees with what they want to offer him. All right, James, we appreciate the time and continued success with The Athletic. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Yep, thanks, Bob. You bet. It is 1.23 in Edmonton. Uh, we are going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to get into it. We'll open up our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. You can text us on our Heartline Ford text line at 630-630. What Canadian NHL team do you dislike the most? This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, it is uh, 126 in Edmonton. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Heartland Ford, think all dealerships are the same thing again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. 
And guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that orders now sent you. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines, 780-496-0063, and our text lines on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Which Canadian team do you dislike the most? But Aaron's going to take us completely down a different path. Aaron, you're jumping in early. What do you got? Hey, um, so I guess I'll get out of the way, first of all. I would say probably Toronto's my least favorite Canadian team, just yep. because it's pretty much just what you always say. Like, it's just like my whole Twitter feed is obsessed with, like, a fourth-line signing over, like, one of the biggest signings of the day. It's just a little bit annoying. Well, way, in but fairness, I don't really care too much, the, biggest, the, biggest, the biggest guys for Sportsnet and for TSN are based in Toronto and yep. you know I mean and they're they're important guys to follow I mean trust me I've got all the numbers in all the different markets I know what level of passion exists and uh, well, especially now that they're actually a contending team too. Oh, they're they, they've got, really good team. They, they're a good so, team they're a good team so, they just run, run into the wrong team the last three years yeah so I uh, I'm like I'm in my early 20s and I uh, so I lived the first 10 years of my life in Winnipeg and the next 10 in Calgary and I'm living in Vancouver so I kind of had a little bit of experience in okay. the city, and I don't, I don't really, I don't really have any animosity towards Flames or Canucks fans, to be honest. Because I think, like, if if things go right with the Oilers, I don't think they're anything to worry about because we have the best. I, I will tell you of the top five. Yeah, I will tell you that uh, there was a little bit different attitude I noticed around the league after Edmonton got won the lottery and got McDavid. Yeah, like there, you know so, what? And people say, well, you haven't better. done anything with them the last couple of years, and you know what? There's only, for all the criticism that gets directed the Oilers organization's way, what do you expect? It's been 12 out of 13 years out of the playoffs, and you were, gifted, you were gifted the best player. There is only one solution. Win. That's the solution. Yeah, you you got to win gotta games. Out, you, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, very quickly, you had a trade suggestion? Yeah, I did. Sorry, yeah. So, um, I am a, I'm a Jets fan as well, but uh, I've, I've, had, I've had the uh, privilege of watching the Jets the last couple of years, and obviously all the Oilers games. And I think uh, I've seen it thrown around on Twitter, a swap between Chris Russell and Matthew Perot. Like because I think the Jets could use that veteran left-hand D, and maybe even if the Oilers retain a little bit on Russell and add like 300K on Perot or whatever, like it would still be around like 4.3, 4.4 million for a third-line center. I, I will tell you, it's well-known in hockey circles that the Jets were pushing hard to move Perot here uh, probably two to three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So they were putting calls in on parole. And yeah, I think he's the guy to go in their top. Uh, yeah. Their and you know the story, right? He chose Winnipeg over Edmonton. The Oilers tried to sign him too a number of years ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, I don't that. know if that. You know what? He's out. He there. does have, I think, a no trade list. I think yeah. he has like a ten team no trade list or something. And, and like you know that, what? So. And you know who else has a no trade list? Chris Russell. Chris Russell, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, he's that. He's that Western Canada boy, though. Well, <laughs> guys are really smart who they target. But thank you for the call, okay? Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, 129 at Edmonton, 7804960063. Which Canadian team do you dislike the most? It's Friday Fun Day. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.